Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. All right, so look, late last week, I believe it was Friday, I was at a luncheon and there were a lot of candidates there. And it was a political thing, and I was just there sort of covering it and a chance to talk to people running for Congress, people running for city council, people running for various things, and not just Mecklenburg County, but in other counties as well. And I ran across James Bowers and his wife. And I had been wanting to talk to him, and it just so happened that he was there, and I didn't know he was going to be there. And he came up to me after the luncheon and uh, talked to me and introduced himself and his lovely wife, and they could not be nicer people. And so I wanted to talk to him about running in District 3 against Tijuana Brown. It's a major uphill battle. He's in an African-American community. He is African-American. His wife is African-American, and he's running against an African-American in Tijuana Brown, who is a convicted felon, and I believe served four years in federal prison. And so I just wanted to talk to him about the uphill battle that he faces because it is primarily a Democrat uh, district. But why does he think he has a chance and what does he think about his opponent? So what are your thoughts about running against a woman who can't even vote? Well, you know, that decision would be up to the voters. Um, what I'd like to do is concentrate on what we have to do. And it always, it really matters who you put in office. It's just like it matters when you go to the operating room. You wouldn't want someone graduated from high school to do brain surgery unless he had the experience, unless he had some credential. So it really matters who you put in office. When the public looks at their uh, candidates' uh, history, they want to see what, what do they think the future is going to bring with that particular candidate. That's what I'm hoping they'll see in me. So outside of never having spent time in jail, which I assume is correct, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, what are the prior? What are the main differences between the two of you? Um, the main difference is, of course, I've known Charlotte, working as a mentor of a six to twelve year old group, uh, the project manager of a nonprofit, that responsibility to help our church pay off their debt, which they did. I've been in the uh, mortgage industry for 20 years in finance, financing affordable homes, um, in the automobile business, financing automobile uh, purchases for those that are worthy. So, as I said before, the nuances of understanding business and what and how money is used in the city, that's important. Uh, My opponent says experience doesn't matter. It really does matter. Uh, when you're talking to very, very intelligent people like those that are represented in the city council, you want to be able to connect with them and be able to, to iterate to them clearly what your position is. I don't think that they are so uh, inclined to disagree with you if your point is clear and you're passionate about it. I'm for District 3, and that's what I'm going to do. You know District 3 is going to be difficult for a Republican or an unaffiliated person to win. What makes you think that you have a chance, or why do you think you have a chance, going into this particular race? Oh, that's a great question. Well, 
When I started my campaign, I spoke to everyone in my campaign that we were going to reach everyone, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, not just blacks, not just whites, but also including the Asian community, the Latino community, and all of those things, and even the Democratic community. And so on my campaign now, there are two Democrats who are supporting me and endorsing me. And I've had insights from uh, those who've been on city council before helping me that are also Democratic. Again, these are the kind of things you have to be as a leader. You have to be able to go across and reach across the aisle and have those that perhaps are not in the same party understand your point of view that it's not just about me. Don't look at me just as a Republican. Look at me as a leader who is going to be a leader of all the people. Because invariably, our job is not to legislate what's inside the House, but what's outside. And the law has balances and is supposed to be fair to everyone. So that is James Bowers that I spoke to earlier this, or I guess it was Friday afternoon, as a matter of fact. And here's the thing that, not, not just James, and it's not just because he's a Republican, because the same thing happens with Democrats, too. People who are running for office who've never been elected or haven't held a government position, you have no idea what type of candidate they're going to be or what type of an elected official they're going to be. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that Patrick Cannon was going to get arrested for bribery charges by the FBI and and go to the penitentiary as the mayor of Charlotte. Nobody knew that. Nobody knew that Pat McCrory was going to get elected seven straight times and set a record for the most elections by a mayor in Charlotte history. A Republican, no less. Same thing with Vi Lyles. She could run and win seven straight times if she wanted to. Absolutely. With James Bowers, it's going to be very difficult. And it's the type of district where you have to do so much legwork and door knocking on every single door and mailers and everything else that, you know, it would, it would cost a lot of money, relatively speaking, for that particular type of race, more than usual for a city council race. Like the type of money that's actually being spent in District 6 between Tark Bakari and Stephanie Hand. But um, at that same point, you don't know what he's going to do if elected, but you know that he seems like a very nice and genuine person, and so does his wife. And so that would give you hope that just because someone's, you know, but I will say just because someone's a very nice person doesn't mean they're a good politician or good representative. And just because someone's a good representative doesn't mean that they're a good person. They may be a horrible person, but a great representative. Like, you you don't know. But you would like to think that someone like James and his wife would be good people to be elected because they tend to be or are Um, Just very nice people. And I had never spoken to James. And our conversation lasted seven, eight minutes, ten minutes. And uh, I I left impressed. I left impressed. And so it'll be interesting to see. I I will tell you this. If James can get 35% of the vote or 40% of the vote in that district, that's a major win. Even though technically it'll go down as a loss, if he can get 35 to 40 percent of that vote somewhere over there, somewhere above 35, that is a huge win, huge win. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, 
But again, he's in a very, very difficult situation. Okay, when we come back, let's look at a couple other races before we head you off into the night. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.